welcome, welcome, welcome for the time being. A little bit of a change on the podcast. And I'm really excited about this because it coincides with just a number of things that are happening. So here's the change. And here's what we're going to do. Here's why we're doing it. Um, I'm going to be interviewing some people. And it's people that um, I've been able to work with with SightShift. And I want you to meet them, hear some of their story. It's going to speak to you. It's going to inspire you. You're going to see where you in your own life can learn from their growth points, where they're winning, where they're losing, where they're stuck, where they're inspired. Um, and, And in these interviews, a part of them, we're going to talk about the new book, uh, my newest book to come out, The Stuck Book. The subtitle is Pick This Up When You Don't Know What to Do Next. And what I'm aiming to do with The Stuck Book is help you learn where you are and the best action you can take to move forward. So it'll be available at thestuckbook.com. We'll reference that some in the interview. And uh, I'm just excited to let you meet these friends, get to hear their story, learn from them yourselves, and pick up the stuck book so you can learn how to live out what they're doing, where you are really quick to get a sense of that and take the next step. So check it out, thestuckbook.com, dial into this interview, learn from it. Glad you're here. Peace. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Glad you're here. And uh, my voice may sound a little bit different because... I was screaming at a concert last night. I'll tell you about that in a second. Before I do, we're in a fun series, and I want you to uh, welcome my uh, very, very close friend and so excited to have him on the show with me this morning as we record this this morning, Ryan Magata. Ryan, welcome. So glad to have you on the podcast. Boom. Happy to be here. So and I don't have a voice as well. <laughs> yeah. So so we actually last night uh, went to the Manchester Orchestra concert. And um, dude, it was just an amazing show. I know that I had to drive the people around me crazy because I wailed. I mean, I was like, I am going to sing with everything in me. It was so good. <laughs> what was your favorite part? Just curious. Uh, you know, like... I dig the fact that there's such a strong following for Manchester here in Columbus. Like, I like the fact that he was like, hey, our first sold out show was at the basement and like all stuff like that. So, like, I didn't expect people to be like singing that loud on all songs. So you were drowned out with your, your hideous wailing. Um, like I, I couldn't tell because there was people who actually surprisingly were, were worse than you behind me. So (laughs) that was Kevin. I bet, uh, we, we saw another friend there. So that was probably him. No, I, yeah, I was surprised at that too. I was like, um, even like the little vocal intonations that were on the newer album where he'll like move his vocal up and down. It just like, ah, oh, it was so, so good. So fun. Okay. Well, uh, we are doing a fun series for the podcast and we'll get to that in a second. Um, but as I'm introducing you to some people who are gracious enough to do this fun interview with me, Ryan, want to let folks get to know you. And so, you know, Sight Shift, uh, we're all about striving and performing and shutting out everything else. Who cares about your struggles because it's all about delivering? Uh, <laughs> psych. So what we like to start off with something fun. Tell us. Because it's about this idea of of knowing yourself and knowing who you are. Tell us something you really like about yourself. Oh man, that's hard. Uh, so I think the thing I like the most about myself is I don't stay stuck for long 
And I think that can be said of me by all of my closest friends is that once I have the moment of clarity, I make the plan and I get out. And so a lot of people see that as a negative, but I think I've watched so many people in my life stay stuck and complain about it. Um, that to me, it's just like, I just don't want that to be me. There's, there's not enough time in the day. There's not enough years of my life to spend doing something that I'm not all in on. Now, of course there's like responsibilities and things you have to do that are not included in that. But like for the, for the most part, my life's work, the meaning that I'm making, like let's not waste any time. So that's something I think I, I have come to appreciate about myself or like about myself. At first I was like, man, what's wrong with me? And it's like, no, that's, that's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I love hearing everybody's different answers to these. It's so much fun because when they do, uh, you know, the people on this that I'm doing these with, you know, I know them. And so I'm like, yeah, that is so true. And, and, you know, I could think about it beforehand. Like, I wonder how they're going to answer. But when people answer, I'm like, yeah, that is it. And the same <laughs> feeling I'm having right now with you is like, yeah, that is it. Uh, you're a boat burner in a good way. There's a difference between a, a bridge burner, right, and torturous relationships. You don't do that. But you're a boat burner. You're like, all right, I'm going to make this change. I'm going to commit to this. Um, I have definitely seen you do that. And it's awesome. It's inspiring. I've, I have, uh, we were in an organization together and I saw you make that change standing in a coffee shop line. And I was like, wait, what? Whoa. It was awesome. And, uh, Felicia. Yeah. I kind (laughs) of totally get up and walk away. (laughs) Oh, so, so great to, to know yourself like that. That's awesome. Well, tell us, uh, so kind of like, you know, identity then to mission, tell us your, like your, mission, your heart. And we could talk about capital M mission and lowercase m mission, but first capital M mission, like how do you express who you are and to what you do? What's your passion there? Yeah. So, you know, that's, it's a good question. Um, I like, so with, with brave little beast or with like just life in general, like how, how do you either one that you think of or both? Yeah. So I guess like I love helping people trust their gut. Um, and, and in the process learning to trust my gut. Uh, so like when I work with brands, uh, people are so scattered and there's so much information and they get analysis paralysis. Like, am I doing this wrong? Am I doing it right? what's the ABCD process. And so when I work with a brand, I'm like, Hey, listen, you can get some good advice. There's good stuff out there. You'll find stuff that contradicts it. What do you feel is right? And and helping them embrace that for their brand and then exploring that and then helping build that out in a creative way. Um, I think that is my mission. That's, that's how I work with people with brave little beast. Um, that's how hopefully it is with even just like friends. Like it's like, Hey, trust your gut because there's too many copycats out there. There's too many people repeating the Gary V's of the world and all that. It's like, well, that's Gary V, but like, how do you feel about this? Yeah. Um, so I think that that's, that's my mission. Yeah. I love it. Uh, totally see that. Like, yeah, you have learned to do that for yourself and sometimes it means big changes. Like, the times when you burn the boats and 
And then there are just times that are smaller changes, but you're living that out and then you're helping others live that out. And you, it, you referred to it, but you expressed that kind of like a lowercase M mission through uh, what you just referred to, Brave Little Beast. And, uh, you know, tell us just a little bit about what you help people with with your business. Yeah, so uh, Brave Little Beast, like basically what I've boiled it down to is I help people find their magic. So there's something at the core of, of every business that they're not making the most of, and I can help them uncover that and then, um, really express it in a creative way. So I do anything from, uh, brand strategy, uh, which uh, I actually have created a product called Beast school. Um, I do marketing and planning and then all of the design work, graphic design, web design, digital design, blah, 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 blah. And then, um, experience. Uh, so experience to me is, um, like user interface that is uh, signage that is trade show boost. Those are the things that people actually experience, uh, physically in the world. Um, so that's kind of like how I, I sum it up in a simple way, uh, to try to not I've, I've gone through a season where I wanted to list out like, Oh yeah, let me talk about every single thing I can do. And it's like, well, I have all of the, the tools in the toolkit. And if it calls on it where I need to maybe pull out the video or motion graphics, yeah. Like let's talk about how we can do that. Um, or photography or any of these other things, but it's like, that's not my bread and butter, but we can accomplish it. Yeah. No, I, I, and I think about all those things because the tools, it's the vision. Like, you know, there I've experienced this. There are times where I'm like, I have no idea what this would need to look like. I just know, like, this is the content, and Ryan will unblock that. He'll bring vision to the layout, the design, the hierarchy. And, and I've, like, I've seen you do that so many times. I'm, I'm like, oh, my gosh, i got to get Ryan's help on this. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, too, because it's like, as a, a creative and as an entrepreneur, like staying curious is super helpful. Like, so being fascinated with things helps me learn them. Like, Oh man, like that was really cool. How'd they do that? I want to hop into after effects or one of these things. and like, just kind of mess with that. And like staying curious is it's an edge that you can have. That's it's fun. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, a lot of people that are, at uh, in, in services like you provide, they're sloppy at the edges, right? So they may be curious to learn something, but they don't do the finishing touches. They don't run through the tape strong on projects and, and timelines. And and man, you do like so. I think that's such a huge part of what you offer in the sense of yes, you give the vision, but if people don't know how to run their own timeline, you know, you can help do that and get them on point. And, but, but it's the, it's the breadth of the experience also, because I'll be sitting in like a restaurant or a new space that's open and I'm like, Oh my gosh, they totally need to get Ryan to help them think through their experience. They haven't done this. So, and I can't talk about it today. I wish I could. Uh, I've asked you to help me on the biggest project that I will have ever attempted. And it's, crazy and no doubt it's new things that you're learning but I trust that you're going to learn it and you're going to bring the rest of those skill sets with the vision so love it man can't wait to tell people about that big project we're working on but for now tell me about the favorite parts you have of the community you serve kind of like you know identity mission community the community you serve what are some favorite parts for you about those people 
So for me, it's finding like my, my community, I don't really find, um, a community in just like creatives, but what I found is like a community in creatives who have kids. (laughs) So like that to me is, has been fascinating because it always felt a little bit off, um, where there would be these like creative agencies and I would go and I'd hang out with people who maybe they're married, maybe they're single, but they don't really have kids. And they're like, it's like a normal thing to go out at like seven o'clock at, at, at night or eight o'clock or nine o'clock and be out late. Um, and, and it was just kind of like, this is not my jam. This is not my flow. Um, like what's wrong with me? And it's, it was kind of like going, well, who, um, who can I kind of like surround myself with and immerse myself with that it makes sense. And I found like this community of, um, uh, there's like uh, two groups. There's, there's creatives who have kids and then there's, um, it's, it's funny enough, like from my background, there's like this religious or not religious, a spiritual group. So there's some pastors in there and there's people who, um, have families and kids that I've really connected with that, I feel safe with and I can wrestle with spiritual problems and stuff like that or questions and feel safe. I uh, feel safe in both groups. And it's, it's nice to feel known with the creatives of like, man, like my kids didn't sleep last night and I can talk about like, Hey, I have to do a presentation in the, the morning and all this stuff. And they're like, Oh yeah, we've had that. That happened last week. <laughs> so to feel known in that group and then uh, to be able to wrestle out some stuff with, with the other group. So interesting. Yes. Those conversations. I love it. That inspires me. Tell me about favorite parts of like the clients that you serve. Maybe a couple things of the people you get to work with that you're like, I love this about them. Yeah. You know, so I spent a lot of my years. So Brave Little Beast is my third business. Um, I own my first one after having a couple back to back, like bad church experiences launched out on my own. Um, I was the uh, graphic designer and uh, worship leader at these two different churches. One was uh, over in the Polaris area. One was in Harrisonburg, Virginia. Um, Surprised my wife by saying, hey, like, I quit my job and we're moving back home from Harrisonburg, Virginia uh, to live with your your parents and all that. So I started Evident Media, thought I was going to work with churches ended up finding out that churches didn't have a big enough budget. I had to do so many projects that I was like, I need to start working with some businesses. Um, so built up that network in the process, met a friend. Uh, he was at an agency. We combined businesses, started Conspire, um, and then found in the process of building what was turning into a larger agency that um, I was not being fulfilled in the relationships um, in the work that we were doing, all that. And so I, um, stepped back out about a year and a half ago. And what I've found with like my, my current client group is there's a level of trust that I didn't have, uh, necessarily with, with the last group of clients. Like there's, there's this mutual respect of, I respect them for their expertise and what they do. And they're leaning on me for my expertise um, which feels really good. And it's, it's not about, um, 
uh, like a specific vertical or anything that I, I've been working in. I've, I've worked with anybody from financial advisors to other creative agencies to personal trainers to just anybody and every, everything. There's no, um, there's no specialty as far as the vertical, but all of these people have this unique idea that they're having a problem, uh, talking about to the world. Uh, so finding their unique perspective and being able to put words to what they couldn't put words to before, uh, that is like the, the sweet spot for me. Um, and I've really enjoyed figuring out how to draw that out with specific questions or processes or exercises. Um, yeah. I love it. Very cool, man. It's, it's, uh, it's always powerful and affirming. I think we can grasp how who we are flows into what we do and then what we do flows into that community that we build so that there's a congruence there. And the very thing you were talking about, kind of what you like about yourself and the way you express your mission, then you just describe the people you serve in line with that because it, it's that process of flow. Super yeah. cool. Okay. So want to do uh, switch gears here a little bit and talk about your uh, just diagnostic, where you're at right now. We'll start with the easy parts and say, where does Ryan feel like he's winning right now? How would you answer that? I feel like um, I'm just now, after being a designer for good Lord, God knows how long, um, finding my style and my approach, which was really hard because, like, I think there's so much, like – scrolling through Instagram or going on uh, dribble or any of those places where, where people showcase their work. Um, you can kind of, it's just like getting punched in the stomach. Cause it's like, man, I wish I was that, but you don't see the backstory of that person has been scratching, uh, sketches on napkins since they were 16 and they've been working at it. Whereas I have not. So I think finding my own style as a designer, finding, uh, um, how I think and how I approach, uh, uh, branding work and like creating copy and messaging. Those are all where I feel like I'm, I'm winning for sure right now. Awesome. I love it. What do you feel like you're reaching for right now? Hmm. I think I'm reaching for a, so this would be the, the question back would be like in a, where I know I'm reaching in a false sense or where I'm reaching in like a, like stretching for something that I want to, to happen. That is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. That's a great, I'll take both, uh, whichever one you want to talk about. Like, what are you reaching for in a way that you're really inspired to, to grasp and you yeah. want to see happen? And what are you reaching for that you're like, Hmm. This is, uh, I need to think about this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, honestly, now that I, I think about it, they almost are in, it's on a spectrum of the same goal, yep. if that makes sense. So my my reach right now is I want to really do work for me. Um, so like right now, my like client work is 90% of, of what I do. Um, every once in a while I'll design a t-shirt. I enjoy it. Um, but I would almost rather 
flip that mm. or maybe even just be 75% like me making art for me and 25% client work. Um, and, and I think that's just like the, the natural shift for me is like client work is always going to be 50, 50. It's half me, half them. And that's the nature of the beast. I think that, um, designers force themselves onto clients where they want it to be like 90% them and 10% input from the client. It's like, that's just not, that's not realistic. Yeah. Um, you make something beautiful when you can orchestrate that, that piece where it's like, yeah, this is, this is both of us. We made something dope together. So I know that, and I don't want to force that, but I, I think that my reach is that I want to start doing more stuff that is me being me. Um, and which in turn then will help me really continue to find and uncover that unique voice and unique style that I know is in there, but, um, just kind of gets pushed to the back with all of the client work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's like even the, the art side of it. And then like, like I was talking to you about last night, there's like, there's the music side of it. And I think there's something there that helps me express myself, um, in playing and writing and all that. But it's like, I only used the music side for church stuff. So it's like, it feels really odd to like pick up a guitar and it's like, no, um, I'm not playing like a Hill song or Chris Tomlin tune. I'm like, I'm playing like a Manchester song or I'm trying to like, like, I like that style. I like that vibe. And I want to write stuff like that. Cause I think it kind of feeds my soul to, to then do creative work. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I don't know if it was a couple bourbons in or what, but you had sent one day something you had worked on as a cover. And uh, <laughs> I was like, this is so good. I am, I, you know, I know that I'm not musically uh, inclined, gifted, or wired up. Uh, that's just the way it is. I can't imagine what it would feel like to play like last night, like he did, and have everybody singing the song he wrote. Oh my but, gosh, uh, that's got to be amazing. Yeah, that, that <laughs> has to be. Um, but so, but I do, I mean, I, I, I know it sounds good and I've led in different things for years where I had to pay attention to the quality audio experience people are having, the mix, you know, whatever. And um, it's good, man. And there's something there. And whether it's for your own joy or you turn it into something else, uh, there's a vocal quality that... Uh, man, I just, I would love to see you do as much as you can with it again, whether fun or whatever. So I'm inspired to hear what you're reaching for. So people that are listening, they understand that, Hey, none of us are always in a place that every part of our life is dialed in. Where would you say right now that you feel like, ah, I feel like I'm kind of losing here or this is something I would like to turn around or it feels stuck. So I think that the, place where I feel like I'm, I'm losing it a little bit is the amount of work that I can do at a certain quality level. Um, and it's, this is probably not even like specific to the creative field. It's probably specific to anybody who's like running their own gig. It's like, I can really like develop the the crap out of business. And my personality is I can sit down with somebody. If I have a meeting with somebody more than likely, I'm going to do work with them. Um, just because of how I can give them a safe place to feel heard 
which is huge in the, the creative industry. I'm not going to overpower you with a bunch of industry terms. Um, I'm not going to try to like show off. I'm just going to like let you tell me about your problem, where your brand's at, feel heard, and then make some recommendations. And people seem to respond really well to that. So I can like, I can develop a lot of business, but then when it comes to like, okay, so now I have a full schedule. Um, I have a list, like two pages of creative work that needs done. I have three meetings each day, uh, with new clients and pushing this thing forward. And I always have to like, okay, start to not set up appointments so I can get creative work done. So it's like, it's that fine balance that I feel like I, I lose at where it's like, okay, do I hire somebody to do some of this creative work? Do I, where do I say no at? Um, uh, and, and so that, that's one place where I feel like right now at this current moment is like, did I overcommit on some things? How do I follow through and keep my promises on specific things? Um, but that's, I mean, that's a good thing to have. Whereas like three months ago, like we were talking about last night, I was like, Oh my God, like, where is work going to come from? I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but then people kind of kick back into like back to school mode and they're, they're digging into work and all of a sudden it's just one request after another. Yeah. The so, feast or famine of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 But how to, and this is what I'm hearing a little bit, even in the reaching for also, um, how to go to the next level, how to upgrade your approach, the quality of work that you know that, you know, I, I feel this way about myself and I can see if it's what you would think, um, I know what it's like to be with people and to help them move forward in a coaching meeting or to, to speak and, and move the room to uh, a place that uh, they're happy to go um, or, or write and, and all that. And I'm like, that was good for where I was at there, but it needs to get better for the next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, inspired in that with you. Well, sweet. That sets us up for uh, a little transition to the next place I want to go with you. And this is um, kind of the idea behind some of these fun interviews was to ask people that would be gracious enough to say yes, and you did. So thank you so much to read a Microsoft Doc version of uh, while the book is being laid out and designed and all that of the newest book uh, called The Stuck Book. So for those that are listening... As part of the launch of that book, we're uh, sharing that news here to say that the stuckbook.com, that URL, will take you to the Amazon listing. And the subtitle, Pick This Up When You Don't Know What to Do Next. And so Ryan agreed to read through uh, a, a cumbersome copy of that Um you know, it's it's hard to read through a giant word doc. I get that. So that was so nice of you. Uh, we'll start off gentle first. Tell me uh, what you enjoyed about the book. Love to hear that. Yeah. So I have a unique perspective or a, a relationship with you that kind of has given me perspective on this. I was definitely I was friends with you uh, during the making of this process. Um, like so it was kind of cool to see the early stages and hear you talk about it and all that, and then read this and see how it's evolved and how you have put words to the magic, like what, what that unique idea was. So like, I love that. I think, I think it's an amazing framework. Um, and I love that it can be, um, individualized. Um, you're, you're creating, 
this structure for people to interact with that is not an A, B, C, D, uh, but it, it's kind of like just a path. And, and I love that. And I think it's going to be super helpful for, for people to read through. So like, I think that the model is like legit. I absolutely love it. Dude, that means so much. Cause it was, uh, I wanted to make something with this book that could take people further that have absorbed and lived out sight shift or maybe had worked with me, but also that it could be such a simple entry level bite they could take into uh, the sight shift world that they would go, whoa, this is uh, this as a model works and it helps yeah. me progress. And so that man, thank you. That fires me up. What was the greatest takeaway for you personally? I love the fact like so I like the part where you go into um, the fact that different areas of your life can be in different seasons at the same time. Like, because I think that if you were to look at the model and like, if you didn't give that freedom to like, to say that it would almost feel oppressive because it gets confusing of not everything is, is meshing right now. It's not all in the same direction. There's like certain areas with uh, like two of my kids that are younger where it feels like I'm in a, a summer with them and I'm like celebrating a lot. And then my oldest, it's like, there's like this letting go. It's, it's totally a fall season. She's getting old and it's like, wow, like I, I have to let go of these things that are not working now to let her become her own person. Um, so I think that that was like super, super helpful to know, like my business stuff is going to be going through its own cycle of seasons with my family stuff. And even individually with my own kids, like per kid. Yeah, totally. That so fires me up the way that you – to get on these interviews with people and hear the way they connected to the message at some point, whether it's business or personal or both, uh, and the way that you even were like with my one kid here. And um, and for those listening, you know, basically in the book, I just offer a model. I walk through the seasons to help you understand where you are at any given point and then what to do next. And so for people that pick it up, uh, they may not be in the fall season. So if you're not feeling it right at the fall when it's, that's the beginning, get to where you're connecting with it so that you can, whether that's you know the winter, the spring, the summer, make the most and cooperate with that season. You, you yeah. can't fight against it. You're just paying attention to what's happening. And so, um, man, I love that. Was there any part for you where you, uh, you didn't connect with it, you didn't like it, you'd want to push back, you had some critical questioning going on, go, man, I want to ask Chris about this. And not that there is, but I love bringing this up because I think it's an honest way to invite people to this interview process. But it also allows me to interact and engage on that if, if there is. No, you know, again, like I – I remember, like, I believe you were building this when we were, like, driving together. Like, I, it was, this was probably a couple of years ago kind of a deal. Like, so I remember just having conversations around this and you were, you were super excited about it. Um, and seeing it evolve to where it's at right now, it's just, it's solid. Like, I, I feel like you kind of uh, have addressed any of the questions that I would have had at the beginning. And I felt led through what each of these seasons would look like in the book. And I don't think there was any gaps. Dope. Dude, that fires me up. Yeah, it was. it's definitely been something that um, it, no doubt you've heard me talk about it and we've processed it in the conversations. And then I put it together for the first time in a talk like uh, almost two years ago. And um, 
I think that was the time frame. I lose track now, but but then it was more like a year and a half maybe. But anyway, uh, did it did that talk a couple more times? Saw the way people connected with it and resonated with it, and I was like, this this ha- this is here. This is something, and just kept working on it. So here we are now. Yeah. Dope, I love it. Um, all right. So here's what I'd like to do now is put you on the hot seat a little bit, run through some questions with you. One will be about oh, the book. God. The rest aren't. Um, <laughs> But just some fun stuff. So, but the first one about the book, where would you have liked to have known the stuck book message at an earlier point? Like if you could travel back in time, take that message to yourself and say, Hey, read this. And what would be the message they would need to get from it? Uh, not to stir up regrets, but to help those listening that might be where you were at that point, kind of learn that message faster. So where would I wish that I had this framework. Yep. Is that correct? Okay. Yep. Yeah. So for me, I wish I would have had this framework after my first bad church experience. Um, to man, that would have made all the difference in the world. I would have saved myself a headache of moving. Like I rushed right from this abusive, emotionally abusive uh, relationship at this church with this pastor who was like punching people in the parking lot and embezzling money and Lord knows what else, um, to almost an even worse situation. I like ran from one to the other because I had to fill a gap rather than letting go, knowing that I was still me, even if I wasn't a worship leader somewhere. So like I had so tied up my identity into, well, this is who I am. This is what I do. And and there's no boundary between these two. I should have been able to let go and grieve that. And I think I would have been several years into doing what I'm doing right now. If that was the case, I could have saved a lot of heartache. (laughs) That's uh. Powerful awareness. No doubt the challenge that you went through, the heartache of that, and and just because you've shared details with me, uh, I've seen a lot of scenarios like that. And I will say unequivocally, it's some of the worst that I've heard. Um, (laughs) And so when he says that it was crappy, uh, and but the idea being, you know, it's shaped you for who you are. You crawled through those valleys you learn deep lessons, but there are people that are listening that could be like, Oh, let me save myself some unnecessary pain. Um, yeah. awesome. Okay. Second question. What's a recent idea that has you lit up? It could be a book, a podcast, a resource, a breakthrough, an idea you've had anything that, uh, has you inspired that way that you could share with us and we could learn from it also. So I was having a conversation, um, with a, a uh, another friend of mine, she owns a consulting business and she was writing a book and, uh, she's like just in the final stages of it. And like, we got on the conversation of me writing along this, this same thing. And I was like, I honestly feel like my, my take on everything is to like back to what we were saying about just trusting your gut. And I think people are so scared to do that. They're so scared to um, just step out of wherever it is that they're stuck. And so, like, I started kind of, like, pouring my thoughts um, at, at what a framework would look like to help people let go 
uh, of what they're what it is that they're holding on to. So that's kind of got me amped. Um, but yeah, it's, that's like the message that has repeated itself in, in my life, uh, through how I help people kind of what we've talked about. And so far uh, is just like what everything you need is already in you. Uh, as far as like, you can get, you can get more information. There's always more information. I'm always learning things about branding through psychology books and learning things through, uh, fiction books. And like, it, so like there's more information that, that, that can kind of inform your decisions. But if I didn't pick up a book or didn't listen to a podcast, I still believe that, that it might be a little bit slower of a path, but I would get to where I'm going. Yes. So glad you said that because the Sometimes we can trick ourselves with a knowledge high and uh, miss the changes we need to make, the application. And I think if for people listening, you know, the theme kind of today has been well, for your own journey, you're not tapped out. There's more in you to express and give and offer. And I think sometimes we look at our lives and we're like, well, this is kind of like where it's at. This is what I do. And for me, it's like, I'm just getting started. I mean, oh, yeah. the big yeah. project we're working on wasn't in my mind uh, at the beginning of the year. And now it's like, how could I not do this? I can't go back and unthink, you know, how my yeah. mind is wrapped around it. And that'll change what next year looks like because, it, you know, I'm not tapped out. You're not tapped out. We have way more to give an offer. And, um and I think for people listening, for them to know that too, I mean, most people do reach some kind of threshold and they're like, you know, this is it. And no, there is more for us to know about ourselves, to offer in our mission as we overflow to others and build those communities. Uh, jacks me up. Okay, next question. You get an unexpected free day or free afternoon. No judgment. What would you do? This is like unexpected. What would you be like? Yeah, I'm going to go do this. A free afternoon? What the hell is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My brain can't even like. I can't process the words you're saying. Um, and people listening that like, because I've got you know, I get to work with everybody from people literally in their early to mid sixties to early twenties, and and all challenges are relative. All challenges. So I'm never gonna like. Like, shame anybody else because where they are is what they feel is just real. But when you're in that place where you're at with, with kids, uh, it's like, yeah, it's like, wait, no, there's always, like, 17 things. It's like that Louis C.K. bit where he's like, you know what a vacation is when you're a parent? It's when you shut the car door after you get them in their seat and you're walking around to your <laughs> seat. <laughs> um, yes. And so, yeah, so I get the emotion on that. But, yeah, what would that what would that be for you? Free afternoon would be, there'd be two things that would be on my list. One is um, a hike in Hawking Hills. I, I just, nature just does it for me, um, especially just like long hikes over cliffs and in caves and all stuff like that. <clears throat> there was actually this place, like, so back where I grew up, it was called Nelson Ledges. <clears throat> and it was... So it was actually really stupid. If I think about it now, like I would never let my kids go anywhere near it. It was an old quarry. And so the, you would like just be walking across the top of these rocks and there's like this little, 
uh, crevice that goes down about 250 feet that's just wide enough for like a human to fall down into. Hmm. And it was like that everywhere. <clears throat> and so I don't know how my parents uh, like trusted us to go on trips there alone because boys are stupid. Uh, and we like explored every single square inch of that place. But anyways, like I, I love <clears throat> nature. And the other thing I would do would be fire pit, backyard, uh, Havana honey, uh, which is one of my favorite cigars at this point. And um, I'm trying to think of my favorite bourbon as of right now, I think I was digging the, uh, what I gave to you the other day, the, oh man, this concert concert is messing with me now. You You took your voice (laughs) out. You've gone as long as you can. Your voice is like, Hey, you know what? Because we did last night, you're done. (laughs) Uh, Maker's Mark cask strength is, is one of my favorites. Um, I also like Michter's, uh, but like just a, Bourbon and cigar and fire pit is like Zen for me. Like it's just so centering to take a draw off a cigar, take a sip and then stare at the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Primal, primal, uh, super cool. Okay. Just two more questions. One, uh, what's something with this hot seat flow? What's something you see? What What's something you're into? Uh, that just a lot of people around you aren't. You're like, how are they not into this? This is your chance to fly your freak flag. Oh, my freak flag. I have a problem with pens. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Like, so I am, like, I'm staring at my pen cup right now next to my desk, and it is like a gold mine of... Felt tips and crazy gel pens, and I I have an obsession. My wife knows it. Like, if I go to, like, Office Max to get paper, I'll probably come back with a pack of pens. Um, I just, I love it, and I love switching. Like, so some days, like, so I'm on an erasable pen kick now because I'm kind of, like, obsessed with making my notes and my list, like, very clean. But I also don't like writing in pencil. So... It's, I, it's weird. Uh, but yeah, if you, if you were to go to my house and like sit at my desk, you'd be like, good God, that's a crap ton of pens. And then like pull out the drawer and it's like, Oh, there's, there's more pens in here. You weirdo. I think Uh, I have one pen on my desk. (laughs) So good job flying that flag. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay. So where can folks, uh, engage you? People that listen to this and go, man, uh, like I want to connect with Ryan Moore or I'd like to work with him. I, I need his help on this. What would be the best place to send them? Yeah. So if you just go to brave little beast.com, um, there's like a little chat function, uh, that uh, it instantly connects via Slack to me. Uh, so if you have questions on anything, we can chat there. Um, and just, I'll say this for people to brave little beast.com. Yep. Got it. Good cool. job on the uh, enunciation. The, uh, so the, the, uh, Brave little beast.com. <laughs> the only social channel that I couldn't get brave little beast.com is like Twitter. I'm like a rapper on Twitter because that's brave, li- <laughs> brave little beast. <laughs> oh, I get work. <laughs> I get tagged for NFL stuff because uh, like oh, yeah. uh, Chris McAllister, the NFL player, and uh, I'll get tagged like randomly on Twitter at like 2 a.m. I wake up next morning and see, you know, Chris McAllister up in the club. No. And I'm like, wait, I thought I was sleeping. 
I didn't even know I did that. Uh, that's funny. The similarities. Uh, so that would be the best place to send them. Um, and then your your social channels are on that also, so they can connect there. Yep. Sweet. Dude, thank you so much. Anything else you'd want to say to those listening before we sign off? Trust your gut. <laughs> I think that's, that's about it. And it's that's been the theme of the past um, year or so is just like really helping people because people are scared. They don't have permission to go, I know what I should do next. It's this. And people are going to look at me. They're going to uh, and misunderstand me or misunderstand my intentions. And you just have to push that to the side and do what you know you have to do because time is so limited. <laughs> You'll waste so many years of your life um, not making meaning uh, and chasing after what other people think you should be doing. And it sucks. Yeah. Thank you for giving that as a gift to those listening. Um, And so I want to say to you listeners, thanks for being here, Ryan. Thank you for being here. Uh, For all of us to be reminded that there's more in us and we can trust these processes that are working out and uh, go make more, make awesome. And uh, pick up The Stuck Book at thestuckbook.com. Check it out. Love to hear what you think. Uh, Tag me online. Say something about it, and we'll interact. Everyone, have an awesome day. Peace.